Okay, good morning. So Tom, if you have anything, just let me know. I have something that I, I thought about just to be thankful to the Lord for being here. Thankful to be among you people. You know, uh, because to me, it is by grace. I was thinking about that song, Amazing Grace. I was blind, and now I see. You know, and just the fact that we are here and we have eyes to see anything or a heart to perceive is by grace. You know, that we, we among everything that we have been through and the world has been through, that we continue to have a broken heart and a, a, a Hunger to know the Lord is a, it's by grace. Yeah. It's nothing that we did. It is Him instilling that in us, imparting to us that hunger for Him. You know, so to me, I, I, I just think that we have so much to be thankful for, and I'm thankful for each one of you. You know, and a, a few weeks ago we were talking about the Word, and Bill said something that really kept coming back to me, that the Word became flesh. And the Word is in each one of us. And we have the Word. And when we, we are exposed to one another, we are exposed to the Word. And we are changed. Amen. And I am changed each time that I, I am around you guys because the Word is flowing. And then I thought about these verses in Deuteronomy 30. It says, for 3011 says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us to get it for us and make us hear it, that we may observe it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it, that we may observe it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, yeah. that you may observe it. Yeah. So if we have been created in the image of God, when we get to know one, one another, we get to know God. We get to know and receive something, just like every Sunday when we come together and, and people share and share stories, you know, we, we, it's like the word is flowing. And by that we are edified, and by that we come and we, I, I just was thankful this morning for just being here. Because, you know, like we heard before, the same sun that hardens the clay, softens the wax, and the fact that we are here is still soft as wax because of the sun, because of the heat, because of everything to me, it is by His grace. And we thank Him for that. So I, I read a book and he starts with this description of the father driving the car on a road trip with his family. You know, and then he's like just happy to have his family with him and taking them on a road trip, right? And beautiful, right? Imagine going across country, the mountains and rivers and everything. And then 
he goes on in describing the other members of the family. You know, the wife is on the phone making sure that they don't take a wrong turn and she's concerned about what's going on and the, the, the little boy is like blasting rock and roll music and he's not even there. He doesn't care where they're going. You know, just want to get there. And then, you know, the other one is on the video game, you know, and, and then the little girl is like looking in, like she's like connected to the dead, enjoying the road trip. You know, so to me, when I, I hear all these stories, it's like we are on a road trip with our father. Yeah. And he's taking us places. And we can get so worried about, are we going the right direction? You know, are we gonna, what time are we going to get there? Or I don't care. I just want to live in my little world here. You know, but to me, what I, I'm looking for is, Lord, give us eyes to see you. Give us a heart to perceive. Give us a, a tenderness. You know, and that's how we, we started this morning, because... I'm just so thankful to be here. I'm just thankful that there is still a, a soft spot in my heart. That I'm not bitter and walled off. And that I'm, I'm looking to know the Lord. And I'm seeking to know Him differently. You know, and that I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. Or four years ago. And ten years ago. And that there's a, a progress happening. You know, and all of that because of the grace of God. You know, it's not so much of what we have done to get here, but it is all on Him and all the ways that He, he managed our lives to bring us to this point to get to know Him. A lot of times by removing things, removing structures, by even removing people from our lives so that we can get to know Him. So for that, I'm thankful. Amen. You know, and for that, I, I, I want to tell a story also. You know, years ago, Joy and Ed gave me this beautiful flower. Oh, yeah, the red one. The red one, right? Yes. I, is it Amarillo's? Yeah, Okay, so I, I, I didn't even, to tell you the truth, it's been so long ago that I, I completely forgot how it looked. I just have no recollection. You know, and I tried to keep that plant alive for years. And I, I was able to keep it alive, but then it never blossomed again. You know, for years. And the deer came and ate the whole thing. And I mean, there was no green left. And I finally was like, okay, I'm going to put this on the ground and see what happens. Then I put it in a little shady area under the bananas, you know, and then in a matter of a few weeks, it blossomed, this beautiful, four huge red flowers. And I, went, I took that as a sign of what God is doing with us. That he, it doesn't matter how the hardship that you go through, if you still retain that tenderness, and he, if you're still rooted in him, he will bring the restoration. And the fact that there were four 
flowers, I, I took that as my family of four people blossoming and coming back to life and, and being restored to the beauty that God created each one of us to be. So I bless that for us because to me, I, I want to be, I don't want to be stuck in the backseat of what God is doing right now and not be aware that he is moving. I mean, last week a couple came to talk to me. They are Wesley's friends, and now they are my friends. And it was such a moment of just praying together and, and talking about the vision of what God is doing and what they feel like it's a vision for God to do something in Maui, of all places. You know, and, and to me, it's like a, it's a confirmation of words and the vision that God gave to our hearts that God is about to do something new in this place. You know, and not on this place, on the higher place, but in this island, in the islands. You know, and I, I, it's almost like the vision dried up and you lost everything. But that's okay. That's okay. Do you know why? Look at this. Genesis 1, 2. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. When there is chaos, and there's everything formless, no order, that's a good place for God to start, as long as we keep our roots in Him as long as we continue to be hungry to get to know him, pursue to know him. So to me, I, I, that's how it all started. You know, and then we, we have this conversation and the Lord is speaking because the word did become flesh and we have the word. And when we talk to one another, we can be creative and, and, and in, in what we speak forth to one another. So, I was reading about, you know, the, the golden calf, right? Passover, just like a, make the long story short, Passover, they are delivered from Egypt. Moses go, goes up to the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, the two tablets, right? And he takes a little longer, and the people just go crazy, they tell Aaron, Aaron, make an idol for us. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with this Moses. Moses disappeared. You know, so we need to worship. Let's make an idol, right? And you guys know all this story, and it's all a very good story. But what's interesting and caught my attention this week was that God first got mad said, I'm going to destroy these people. You know, Moses was still up in the mountain. I'm done. I'm done. They are rebellious. They are idolaters. I'm done. I'm going to start all over again with you. And Moses, number one, changes God's mind. You know, and I was thinking about that. How many times, you know, we can get frustrated with people by what they do wrong. You know, and, and it's almost like God uses that to say, hey, how are you going to be a Moses? 
and you're going to intercede for them and be like a redeemer for them or not? Or are you going to let, let them go? And I was thinking, wow, I want to be like Moses. You know, even if people mess up, and if, even if God would come and kind of trick me, hey, I'm going to use you now. I want to say, no, 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 no. You are going to keep your word to that person. You know, you're not going to let go of that person. I want that heart. But that was not, this is not the point of this morning. The point of this morning is as you continue, you know, after this whole conversation, Moses goes down and then he really sees what's going on. The mess that they created. And then he gets mad. And he smashes the Ten Commandments. You know, and can you imagine that? You breaking God's covenant. You violating God's word that he gave to you. I have done it, right? We all have done it. We all, one way or another, we broke the tablets. But it, what is interesting that caught my attention was that God told Moses, okay, I'm going to rewrite the Ten Commandments. But you prepare the tablets. Now you come and present to me two fresh tablets that has nothing written on it. And I was thinking about that, how we can every day come before the Lord and present our hearts so that he writes his word in us. It's not us trying to write it down. Because if you read the details, I don't want to read the whole thing. But it's interesting that you bring it to me and I will write it on it. You know, and then I was looking at all the promises of a new covenant. And it says, in Jeremiah, says, I'm going to make a new covenant. Because the first one, you broke. Right? In Jeremiah, he's speaking about the people of Israel. They broke the covenant because they went after other gods. They went, they worshipped other gods. And they put their trust in other nations and other things, right? And then that's why I was a husband to you. I took you out from Egypt and I married you. But you, you violated, you broke the covenant. But I'm going to make a new covenant. And the new covenant is a new heart. It's a new heart. And that's what I'm, I'm coming this morning because let me read a few verses here that were alive to me this week. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure. If it is not God working and writing in us, you know, that's one thing that I've been learning, is like, we mess up every time. And we turn everything into religion, into rituals, right? And, and then, but it, it, because we, we are, as humans, we, we're going to get things done, right? 
and we we're gonna perform, and I'm gonna you know, and I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna merit. I'm gonna deserve it. So I'm gonna work hard for it. And what is this is saying here is that for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Philippians two thirteen. Look at this. I'm gonna read this. In ASB, Psalms 40. We were talking about that this morning at home. Psalms 40, verse 6 says, Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offerings you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. And I, 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 we can understand this translation, but this net translation says a little differently. Look at this. Receiving sacrifices and offerings are not your primary concern. You make that quite clear to me. Your ears, my ears you have opened, means you gave me the ability to understand you. Even our ability to understand God and understand the word and and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit comes from God. So to me, that's why I'm, I'm thankful. Because if I'm here, it's not because of what I've done right or wrong. It's because God wants me to be here. And he wants us to continue to get to know him. And I love that. Look at this. Verse uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 15 and 16 says, Until this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. This is Paul talking about, you know, why some people would not see Jesus as a Messiah because they can read Moses, they can read the Old Testament, but they cannot have the understanding, the eyes to see. That's what I'm saying. Lord, thank you for giving me eyes to see and the heart to know you. You know, because it is by his grace. It's amazing grace. I was blind, but now I see So what the Lord was speaking to me is there's not much I can do. You know, it's not as much as what we can do to him. That's why when we come here, you know, there's no pressure on anybody to perform or sing louder or this or the other thing. That's okay. We, we can be a little formless and void like, <laughs> like before the creation. You know, because that's how God starts something new. You know, as long as you come before him and present yourself to him. You know, as long as you keep that little plant alive. You know, and give it time and give it the right atmosphere. You know, and let it at the right time blossom again. You know, I was thinking about that verse that says, break up the fallow ground. 
you know, prepare for the rain. Prepare for the, the, the pouring out of his freshness and anointing. So, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That's all we have to do. You know, our, our spiritual worship is just presenting our hearts every day, like Moses going up to that mountain with the tablets. Say, here it is. Now you write. You lead me in. You teach me. You impart to me, like we read in the beginning. You know, there's no need to go to heaven to get it. There's no need to send somebody across the ocean to get it. The word is in your heart. You know, it's in your heart already. We have the word. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 24, 7 says, I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. Remember that song I love? The, the, the kids used to sing really cute uh, every promise in the book is mine. Every word, every and every line. I was thinking about that. That's what I want to be singing now. Mm -hmm. You know, every promise in the book is mine. You know, and there, there is this promise of a new covenant. Even after you violated and you broke, he promises to make a new covenant. And he promises not only to make a covenant like the one before, but one that you present yourself as the living sacrifice. You present yourself as a living epistle that he's writing his gospel, his good news in you. Jeremiah 32, 40, I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. 31, 33. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Ezekiel 11, 19. And I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I love this because it has nothing to do with what I do. You know, he's doing it. He's making everything. All we need to do is present ourselves. All we need to do is every day go up to that mountain and say, Hey, here. Here is my tablet, the tablets of my heart. Write another chapter. Write the new chapter of, of what you want to create, how you want to teach me, how you want to lead me. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. Ezekiel 36, 26, and I give, will give you a new heart 
and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. We're getting ready to celebrate Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and that's what Moses was saying in Deuteronomy. You don't need anybody to teach you. You don't need anybody to go get this for you. You have it in your heart because my spirit is in your heart. I am in your heart. I live in your heart. All you need to do is enjoy that road trip with me. Be aware of what, what I'm doing and how I, I want to include you in what I'm doing. Last one, Hebrews 10, 16. This is a covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Every promise in the book is ours. You know, and we thank you. You know, this is how we started, Lord. I just want to thank you. Because, you know, that has been our prayer for the last, you know, Lord, do not let my heart become hard. Do not let me become skeptical and cynical and unbelieving. You know, but turn, keep my heart broken and open to you. You know, and that's how we... Maybe that's all we did right. <laughs> you know, it's just stay broken. You know, stay, you know, like, like that song, you know, he, he empties us so that he can fill us. Yeah. You know, the love of the Lord. He, we, we are broken that we may stand in his sight. You know, and, and in, in the brokenness, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for the good days and the bad days. We thank you for everything, but we also, most of all, we thank you for your pursuit of this relationship with us. That you found a way to reach us, to find each one of us. Like that song, the eyes of the Lord are upon us. He's always looking to find us where we are. And for that, we're thankful. And I'm thankful for you. Because so many times, you know, people in this room and people that call or just say, hey, I'm praying for you. We're praying for what God is doing in Maui. You know, we're praying, you know, and so many voices that come like, oh, I needed to hear that. <laughs> Thank God there are people praying. <laughs> you know, so I, I say, Lord, it's time for your outpouring. It's time for a, a new infilling of the Holy Spirit for all of us. A time for the, the blossom to flower, to produce fruit again. Amen. Amen.